1961, the vessel was registered at Parsboro in Nova Scotia as a brigantine-rigged ship called the Amazon, with that name painted on her bows. Stan Mason, the Mary Celeste, Legend, Evidence, and Truth. The ship that will forever be known as the Mary Celeste was constructed in 1860 at Spencer's Island, Nova Scotia. Joshua Dewis, a local shipbuilder, owned the yard in which her keel was laid. She was a brigantine, with two masts and a hull built entirely out of hard Canadian lumber. When she was completed, she was launched on May 18, 1861, and christened the Amazon. Years later, George Spicer, who served as the ship's second mate for two years, recalled that she was launched down here on the beach just beside the mill on a day in May. She was 184 tons burden and was named the Amazon. Those men are making hay now on the spot where the builder got timber for the Amazon 75 years ago. Nearly a month later, Dewis and eight other members of a local shipping company registered the ship in Parsboro, giving its dimensions as just under 100 feet long, 25 and a half feet wide, and nearly 12 feet deep, with nearly 200 gross tonnage. Historian Stan Mason offered more details. She was built of beech, spruce, maple, and birch woods, and the cabins were lined with pine wood. There were two masts, the foremost being square-rigged, the main mast fore and aft, or schooner-rigged which implies that the arrangement of sails were such that the leading edge of the fore and aft sails abutted the masts. The vessel was built with only one deck, a square stern, and carbo planking to produce a plush outward appearance. A carved scroll was sported under the bowsprit. The measurements were 99 feet in length, 25 and a half feet in breadth, and a depth of 11 and a half feet. At that time, the gross tonnage was 198 tons. In early June 1861, Robert McClellan, himself a member of the company that owned the ship, took her out for her maiden voyage to Five Islands. The ship's first cargo was timber destined for London, but the trip had to be postponed because Captain McClellan fell ill while supervising the cargo being loaded. Instead, he returned to Spencer's Island, where he died on June 19th. According to Spicer, I sailed with the Amazon to Five Islands where she was to be loaded with deals for London. There was nothing unusual about the ship. She went along very well. I did not get any farther than five islands that time, however, for I took sick and had to return home. The Amazon herself got no further than Quaco, near St. John, New Brunswick. Captain McClellan took ill, and they sailed back here. The captain was brought up to our house, where he passed away. He was sick only a few days. He was just a young man. We took his remains over to his home in economy. I remember his young wife came down to the shore to see what was in the boat. Captain John Parker took over from McClellan and completed the now apparently cursed voyage to London. But even before the ship had left North American waters, the Amazon hit a bundle of fishing equipment stored off the coast of Eastport, Maine. Robert Dewis, who served on the ship at that time, explained that misfortune and another one that struck in England. We started on the voyage again, after McClellan's death, and for some reason I cannot recall we put into Eastport, Maine. On the way out of port, we ran into some fish weirs in the Narrows and then lay for some days before we finally proceeded on our course across the Atlantic. We got to London, discharged the cargo, and loaded another for Lisbon. On the way down the channel, we ran into an English brig in the Strait of Dover and sunk her quickly, the crew climbing on board with us and all being saved. We put into Dover and landed our shipwrecks, repaired damages, and resumed our voyage. Perhaps to avoid further trouble in European waters, Parker kept the Amazon closer to home over the next few months, sailing her up and down the American coast to the West Indies. Then, in November 1861, the ship faced the Atlantic again, this time making for France. 
While there, the ship was featured in a painting by an unknown French artist, the only known contemporary depiction of the famous ship. The Amazon's history remains largely unknown for the next year or two until 1863, when William Thompson took over as her captain. Spicer recalled, I sailed as mate in the Amazon. We went to the West Indies, England, and the Mediterranean, what we call the foreign trade. Not a thing unusual happened. We finally brought a load of corn from Baltimore to Halifax. Halifax imported corn then, and I came home to see the folks after a voyage of two years and three months in the Amazon. A week later, the Amazon had gone to Cow Bay, Cape Breton, to load coal for New York. There came a gale of wind, and she went ashore. This last event happened in October at Cape Breton Island off the coast of North America. The ship was badly damaged, and the consortium decided to abandon her to the rocks. A few days later, Alexander McBean purchased the wreck and requested legal ownership. This was granted in Halifax on a